The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Kurt. Welcome back to Farlands or Bust, episode 682 of the series. Hello, Wolfie. For your, whoop, for your, <laughs> take two, for your Thursday, April 26th, 2018. Sheep, sheep, the sheep have arrived and the pumpkins as well. The pumpkins. Let's never run out of wool again, he says, surely solidifying the chances that he will run out of wool many, many times in his journey. <laughs> but yeah, welcome to episode 682. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your patience indeed. I think I mentioned taking taking a was taking a, a, a short I hardly want to call it a vacation, but uh, uh, a getaway. Not a hiatus. I guarantee you it was not a hiatus. <laughs> but uh, got got away for a little bit. Enjoyed the well-timed springtime weather here in the uh, the northwest of the Pacific region. Northwesterly. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking about. Let's get that. Let's get more wool. Bah indeed, bah indeed. And while I was away, you guys continued donating to Direct Relief. And I appreciate that. Somebody out there, somebody out there really likes palindromes, I say. Thank you for donating. But we are currently at a palindromic number of $14,696.41. You know what they say. That's what we've currently raised <laughs> for direct relief at farlandsorbust.com. Continue donating. When we raise $50,000, our goal for this season is when we will finally press F3. I just forgot how to crouch. Like, I wanted to crouch to look under there, and I was pressing control. What game is control? Crouch. Battlegrounds? Potentially. Uh, but yeah, farlandsorbust.com. And you can donate uh, through our Tiltify link right there. And I appreciate the continued donations and questions. Got some more questions too. Got some more questions indeed. But yes, we are continuing on. The weather after like almost what felt like a solid month. Probably like three weeks of just rain. Continual onslaught of rain. It, it suddenly got sunny, and then we're going to have rain again this weekend, but uh, yeah, it got sunny into the 70s. Very nice. Whoa, at your step. <laughs> Very nice indeed. Went to uh, only my second time to the Oregon coast. The Cannon Beach area, if you follow me. If you follow me on the social medias, the uh, Instagrams and Twitters, you'd have seen some pictures from that. And the weather weather cooperated mostly for that, so it was nice to to be by the ocean and went back through Portland. Portland is nice. 
I enjoy, I enjoy good Portland. I'll have to make it out there more frequently, and perhaps <laughs> when, when I reach the maximum amount of time Kurt can live in a state <laughs> of two years, uh, perhaps, perhaps a place that would be interesting to live. Perhaps! Although not, not specifically, but perhaps. Nice, nice stuff. I think, I think the, the benefit of Portland is that here in Seattle, kind of, kind of limited on the old, uh, land mass. That is to say, you got the Puget Sound and all the associated islands and lakes taking up a bunch of space to the west and then to the east of the mountains. You're kind of, kind of stuck, kind of bursting at the seams without much place to go for a, uh, homes and buildings. Uh, but then also be for roads and uh, transportation. Hence, hence all the traffic. And I'm sure Portland has traffic. But Portland, on the other hand, just has a just has a river to the north and is pretty much wide open. The south and the west and the east, so it can it can spread its wings and fly. And that it has, that it has indeed. So it seems it seems less yeah it just seems less claustrophobic in Portland. Than Seattle is is was my impressions driving through didn't didn't stay just kind of drove through grabbed some some gluten free Mexican food at this really good restaurant that the name currently escapes me boy the jitter boy the jitter my friends are we still yeah we're still just two blocks off but geez <laughs> seems worse does it not seem worse I'll, I'll maybe look up towards the sky better while also trying to avoid falling in pools of lava. But yeah, had a good time doing that and just taking a little bit of a, a easy breezy uh, week here to enjoy what's left of the weather. Haven't done too much. Ooh, ooh, look at this place. It's like a crossword puzzle. Neat. Um, haven't haven't uh, done too much with the uh, the Toyota, the car. Um, planning on today maybe. Fiddling, fiddling with bits. The 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 main thing I got to do is figure out the idle issue. That that might be a long term problem to solve though. It's that's not something I'm just gonna uh pop off the wheel move a few screws and pop back on and fix the horn like I did with the horn. Um, but yeah, that's gonna take a bit. But yeah, I just I just think I just need to get out and drive it and practice. Like I thought of driving it somewhere, but it's like I'm still nervous <laughs> about stalling it at an important <laughs> point, like at a stoplight or something. Hills. Hills are what scare me. Unexpected hills. Hill starts I haven't quite figured out yet. Combined with the fact that even on a straight road, I find ways to stall it from a start. St still gotta practice, so maybe we'll get out and practice today. Indeed. But yeah, still, still got that. Still working on that. I didn't. Oh yeah, by the, I didn't take obviously the the Toyota. Somebody asked me on Twitter if I took the Toyota. To the uh, to the Oregon coast, haha! <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm I'm barely confident enough to drive it around the block that I live in, let alone across state lines. So yeah, that was a that was a job for the Subaru Crosstrek. Skeletonus, 
Skeletonus. We're fine. So yeah, continuing on here indeed. Let's uh, let's get to a question. Perhaps a question about travel. Space travel, that is. David asks, Will you travel to and live on Mars when SpaceX makes it possible? It would seem to make sense given how far you've already traveled. Ah, oh, we've barely traveled the distance to the moon. In Far Lands or Bust. Some uh, three, little over 3,000 kilometers. That's that's barely across the United States. I think we determined at the end of like season five it was one time around the uh, circumference, the maximum circumference of the moon, which was an interesting statistic. But uh, will you travel to Mars? Only if it's a seat is given to me for free. Fire! Fire! Look at that tree burn. Look at it burn to the ground. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm assuming it's not gonna be cheap. Or perhaps even open to the public. <laughs> but uh that would that would be interesting. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Sure if, if NASA or SpaceX now, anybody, knocked on my door. Well maybe not anybody. <laughs> maybe not any old crazy person knocking on doors telling them they've gotta go to Mars. If a NASA or a SpaceX, let's narrow it down to those two, knocked on my door and said, let's go to Mars, I would be like, let's go and uh, step out uh, and, and never return. But in the grand scheme of things, it would be a much more difficult decision to make. A return trip would be helpful. A return trip would be helpful in, in solidifying the deal. But, yeah, I mean... I would go to the moon. I would go to the moon and back. I would go to the moon. Um, I would go to Mars. I don't know. It, that, these these are all silly. Hy hypothetical. I almost said hy hypothetical. Whoa, that's your step. Hypothetical questions and things. Right? I didn't. I didn't sign up. I didn't submit an application to that scammy... Speaking of random psychos knocking on doors asking if you want to go to Mars, uh, that uh, reality show-based Mars company that I knew from the get-go was a, was a scam and was not real, but everybody took it so seriously. I say, I say, who is the crazy one now? <laughs> oh, look at all these sheep. I have too much wool now. I'll, I'll be good for a while, and then I'll forget to get wool, and then I'll be out. Let's go to sleep and continue in the morning. Ooh, that's a skeleton over there. Let's go. And burning skeletons. Burning skeletons indeed. So yeah, well, we'll see. Wasn't, I mean, they, they shocked and amazed with the uh, Falcon Heavy. That I didn't think was gonna work, so I'm certainly, I'm certainly, well, I'm certainly about to sneeze. Is what's certainly about to happen. Certainly, woo, hold it in. Ah, much better. Uh, <laughs> I'm certainly far more uh, less. That's 
double negative. I'm far less skeptical when SpaceX says they're going to do something than I was previously. And the fact that they're purchasing the land to build the uh, factories to build the BFR rocket and the fact that certainly since visiting the factory in LA where they make the Falcon 9s it, it's far more apparent that they've they've figured stuff out and they are they've got a goal and they're working towards it so I certainly won't poo-poo any of their plans but uh, it's just one of those we'll see. They also, like a few years ago, last year, didn't they say that? Oh, we've got we've got two passengers who've signed up for a uh, a slingshot uh, to the moon and back. Not landing on the moon, but just like a, a crude dragon flight around the moon and back for like 2020. But they won't say who it is, or they won't say how they're doing it, or when they're doing it. So... We haven't heard much about that, have we, since then? <laughs> so, we'll see. I don't know. This is one of those things we'll see. And uh, I'm obviously very interested in keeping up with. I've I've long already discounted, due to my, due to my age and uh, lack of experience or trajectory in that general direction, I've, I've pretty much ruled out old Kurt J. Mack's chances of ever traveling beyond the 100 kilometers above the surface of the Earth into space, what is known as space, the final frontier. So, yeah, that's kind of, I've, I've ruled that out. That's something, you know, amongst, amongst other things, I've ruled that, that out. So I'm, I'm, I'm extending my efforts in other directions. Such as the purchase of old <laughs> Japanese automobiles. Keegan asks, with the purchase of your new, in quotations, 1977 Toyota Corolla, are you planning on making any modifications to it? Such as an engine upgrade? <laughs> what is this, Forza? <laughs> I would like to purchase the sport engine upgrade. Uh, paint job, etc. P.S. This donation is... is by my company, Freedom Dev. Shout out. They give to me to give to charity, and I've decided Flob is the way to go. Thank them, not me. Keegan, I will thank you, and you'll like it. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, both Keegan and this Freedom Dev, for the donation to Direct Relief. Who is a big ocean? Let's get Wolfie to spawn here. Wolfie? Uh oh, ah, there he is. All right. Woof. Uh, it's one of the things I gotta figure out is my plans. I've already I've made what I could technically call my first fix on the car. If you watch my vlog, you'll see that the horn didn't work. <laughs> There's like three buttons on on the uh, the steering wheel. I guess you can call them forks, uh, and uh, they didn't work. So. Last week, I took off the steering wheel and figured out the weird, strange, and unusual way that this the, the horn is wired. Found that there was a there's a contact plate that connects the the circuit between the horn buttons 
and the uh, the steering column that then obviously goes towards the horn and gets powered and everything like that. There was there was like less than a millimeter of space between there, so I kind of hack jobbed it and just loosened loosened that contact plate and moved it forward a bit. <laughs> so it's not exactly now tight tight on there, but it it now makes that specific contact that needs to be made, and the horn works. Beep 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 beep. Out of the way, jerk asses. <laughs> so the horn works, and I attach the steering wheel. And uh, after the fact, I'm like, oh, I maybe should have made note of which way the steering wheel was attached. So I've got to drive it. I haven't driven it since then, but I've got to drive it and make sure that, you know, steering wheel straight equals steering wheels. The wheels make car go straight. Otherwise, I'll have to pop it off and readjust it on the teeth or something like that. I should have, like, marked it with marker. <laughs> I suppose I'll do that next time. But uh, yeah, I did that. Uh, engine upgrade? No, this, 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 the engine is, is fine and this is honestly one of the things about these cars and many of the old Japanese cars that, you know, the body usually rusts through before the engine gives out. So the engine is fine. Uh, you know, might just need to figure out some vacuum hose stuff or, or the seal around the, the carburetor or it might be a header seal or something like that uh, just to figure out. Um, maybe we'll, we'll do some things to remove unnecessary components, smog components, stuff like that, make it a little bit cleaner in there. You know, uh, wheels, it's got old 13-inch steel wheels that were originally on it. Been looking at uh, replacing those. Cone actually showed me one that had 14-inch uh, wheels from a Supra, like the Supra he has is working on. Uh, and it's pretty good luck, and it would keep it in the Toyota family. So if, any, if anybody has a has a lead on on any uh, early 80s 14-inch Toyota Supra wheels. Celica Supra, or Celicas, I think some of the standard Celicas had them. Uh, let me know, because I'm interested. So yeah, maybe replace, obviously replace the wheels. Kind of want to fix the interior. I just ordered a tachometer to install a tachometer. Um, uh, fix the interior up a, a little bit. Tracking down some, 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 uh, some of the non-US spec bumpers to make it a little bit sleeker. The paint, it was it was recently painted, it was like a Mako job, but uh, the paint's fine, paint's fine. It did, there's a fender bender in the front left uh, corner that I might, it's a little bit cracked there. I might have to see, I don't want that to be a problem. Uh, might have to maybe fix that up if I'm really worried about that. But I'm not too worried about that. And you know, and then from there, once I get in like a, a good condition, maybe there is where customizing might, you know, once I get it comfortable, then I look to customizing it and maybe lowering it, not aggressively, but maybe an inch or two. Uh, maybe putting a new exhaust on there to make it a little bit more, uh, more of a interesting uh, sound to drive. But yeah, nothing, nothing, I'm not swapping motors, I'm not... Uh, Turning it into a track car or, or, or anything like that—it's—it's it's pretty good as it is. It's just kind of cosmetic, which is what I wanted. 
was a car that was in good driving condition that maybe just needed cosmetic stuff and, and little things that I could learn about, like vacuum lines and, and carburetor seals and... Carburetor seals? Is that some sort of species of, of aquatic animal? <laughs> ah, the migration of the carburetor seals. Or 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 <laughs> Those seals, you know, sea lions aren't... Anyway, jokes! <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, no no, no huge plans, and you know, maybe a year or two from now when I get it to a point where I'm like, oh, this, this was a good learning thing, then I'll I'll turn around, sell it, and, and maybe buy something a little bit more advanced, more sporty, uh, or something like that. Or maybe I'll be uh, broke and penniless, and, and we'll have to sell it to uh, for food. <laughs> Who knows? Only time will tell the trials and tribulations of, of Kurt J. Mack. Only time will tell indeed. But thank you very much for that question. Ite, Ite, I-T-E? Ite, that's an interesting name. I'm saying it wrong, right? Ite, 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 Ite? You! Thank you so much for your donation and this question. Since you have a bit of experience now, what are your thoughts on manual transmissions? Asked by a biased European that loves manual. I still think that there's something wrong with you all who, like, ha this is like your, your line in the sand. <laughs> this oh. is, this is your, your, the thing that makes you most riled up is when people don't know a manual transmission. Y'all need to, y'all need to calm down, <laughs> basically. This isn't, this isn't like, you know, fighting against fascism or anything like that. It's a it's a it's a car. There's there's manual transmissions, there's automatic transmissions. It's fine. It's fine. There's there's gas stoves and there's electric stoves. There's induction stove tops. There's glass top stove tops. They all do the same thing. Some people have their preferences. Some people don't care. Some people just rent a house that has this type of oven and stove top and it's not a huge purchase decision. Same thing goes for the manual and automatic transmission things. Automatic transmissions just happen to be widely used here in the United States, and we don't have to have special licenses to operate manual transmission vehicles. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe maybe put your energies towards something else. Uh, let's go to sleep and continue in the morning. <laughs> And awakeness. Oh, okay, that was a pig. I thought like a creeper creeped up to me in the middle of the night. Uh, but but yeah, I certainly for sport reasons. If if sport is is your purpose for driving, obviously a manual transmission is right up there. I don't think manual transmission drivers can use the fuel economy excuse anymore because. CVTs between standard geared automatics geared manuals CVTs are far more fuel efficient than than any sort of geared transmission so you're wrong there <laughs> um, I wouldn't I don't think I don't know that I would ever want to uh, daily drive a manual I feel like that would you know, in the cases where a car is literally just 
an appliance. I need to go to the grocery store. I want to go on vacation and drive 300 miles, so I'm going to get in my car and drive. Yes, there's some fun roads. Yes, we can drive along the 101, along the coastline, and enjoy the drive. But that's not the main purpose there. I don't think I could daily drive a manual transmission. But I do see, I do see the, the, the joy in it. I do see the fact that it makes it feel like you're driving maybe faster. I don't know about the, oh, you're more connected to the, to the mechanics of the automobile. I don't know. <laughs> it's just another thing that's honestly getting in the way of me concentrating on the actual act of driving. That is to say, turning the wheel and braking and approaching, you know, a turn or, you know, things like that. It just seems like it's another thing that's getting in the way currently. As I get more used to it, people say it just becomes second nature. It just becomes memory, muscle memory. So maybe there's that. Um, but yeah, no, I, you, especially you in Europe, y'all need to calm, calm yourselves down. I mean, at least like the autosport enthusiasts who are all about manual transmissions have an excuse for being crazy. But you're just in Europe. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure if if automakers there started to just put automatic transmissions in all your cars and you learned to drive in an automatic transmission, I'm sure you would be the same and just fine in driving an automatic transmission. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just the way that things happen when they're available to you. And technology and engineering helps to make certain tasks easier on on our simple human brains <laughs> so yeah that's what i feel about that <laughs> what else would you like to talk about um indeed let's see there was another there was another car question here metal maggot uh i mentioned in the last episode uh, uh, there was that one old subaru there's the Subaru Brat, but then there's the Subaru sports car that everybody hates because it's an automatic transmission. Uh, the SVX is what it was. I couldn't think of it. The SVX. Uh, and Metal Maggot knew that and said, I would enjoy the Subaru SVX sports car out of its pure uniqueness and flat six engine. Because you mentioned it in the last episode. Yeah. Yes, yes, I did. Speaking of screaming engines, have you ever considered a foray into the world of motorcycles? Motorized cycles. Um, I have talked about this before. I, I like the aesthetic of certain motorcycles. Um, but again, I think I would have to, like, be sick of cars. <laughs> or, like, have nothing more of interest to do with cars to get into motorcycles. Like, motorcycles, if you want to talk about being driving a manual transmission and being connected to the to the machine i think motorcycle is the purest form of that because not only are you connected to the machine but you're 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 exposed <laughs> you're you're out there it's uh you're you're pretty much connected to the machine and to the road and the environment around you please don't fall off cuz you will die <laughs> um so yeah i c i could see motorcycles being fun uh, 
but there's almost no utilitarian aspect of it. Like, there's no going to get groceries. There's no commuting. Uh, for me, I some people do this, uh, but for me, uh, it would be a purely... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a purely entertainment leisure factor to it. As opposed to like, okay, yeah, like the old Toyota, it's got a trunk, it's got room for other people to sit. You know, I could see one day being like, oh, I'm just gonna go grocery shopping and I'll take the Toyota, why not? Let's go. Um, I couldn't do that with a with a motorcycle. Or at least the ones that I like. I know there, there are big, fat Harvey Davidsons and they got saddlebags and radios. I don't know why a motorcycle, no mo motorcycle should have a radio. <laughs> that's, that's annoying. Um, that's my line in the sand. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, they're, they're, they're interesting, but that's, that's a case where I would have to want to put more effort in than I think I'm willing to give. Like that, yeah, you need a special license. You need to go to motorcycle riding school and pass tests and things and I'm, I'm I'm not about that I'm done with school except for in my anxiety driven nightmares where I always end up in school for some reason naked and in school and I didn't study for the test damn uh, let's see here I think that's all the automotive questions I had Owen asked, what are some of the best gifts you've, you have given or received? Today is my birthday and a friend of mine sent me 500 live ladybugs. Alternately, do you have a favorite insect? Well, this is just a roller coaster of a question. <laughs> why? 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 Well, just the, all of it, why? Why the ladybugs? Why the insect? Why, why the gifts? Um, well, good luck with your ladybug colony, I guess. Um, favorite insect? Hmm, not, not a fan of bugs. They tend to be more of a nuisance than anything. Uh, nah. I know it's not an insect, but spiders probably. They're the only ones that have any use. In that they keep out the other insects <laughs> from from getting in the house or, or from overtaking everything, right? Bees, not those wasps, darn wasps, but bees, pollinating pollinators, the pollinators, set of terminators. Get it, Joe? Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know that I have a favorite insect. I'm afraid I hand. I've I've handled my fair share of mealworms. Little grubby things when I had Speedy the box turtle. So I suppose those are the ones I'm most familiar with. <laughs> um, yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with that. Best gifts I've given or received? I think I've gotten this question before and I think I've equally never been able to answer it. Oh! Speaking of receiving gifts, we just received two and a half darts of damage by Wolfie. Dang it. That actually legitimately scared me. It's been a long time since we heard the old Minecraft beta sound, right? 
Yeah, I know. I'm talking to you, you dingus. Better eat this golden apple. <laughs> uh, I have cookies for just an occasion, don't I? Bloop, 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 bloop. Oh, one cookie left. Save that. Save that for later. Are you injured? No, Wolfie, of course, is not injured. That just hurt me. Yeah, I don't know. I've never. Uh... And and as I've grown, I've I've become less into the gift, both gift receiving and gift giving. <laughs> I'm I've become far more selfish, is what I'm saying. Uh, for for birthdays or, or or holidays or anything really, it's just. Ooh, look at that big old floating island. Oh man, I wish I could make the elevated hidey hole in that. Well, it would be a a, 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 a literal. Oh, we got to do this. Elevated hidey hole. We have time. I shouldn't have broke my boat. Do I have a boat? I have a boat. I threw my boat. <laughs> I'm doing great. This is all working out as planned. Can we build up to this and make the hidey hole? It'll be great. Sorry, I'm distracted now. So I can't answer the rest of your question. Can't be done. Oh, let's do this. Although like zombies and things might spawn on top. Although they won't if I'm close enough. All right, we need an island. Uh, Wolfie might. Oop. Is this good? This is good. Oh god, Wolfie's gonna push me off, isn't he? Ha uh ha! -huh. Wolfie, would you like to join me on our literally elevated hidey hole? This is also going to be dangerous. Uh oh, I don't think he's going to spawn. Did you spawn? Are you down there? Where are you? There you are! Have a seat! Have a seat! Sit! Sit! Ah, well done. Neat. Alright. Hey, this is working. Uh, it's dangerous because I don't know where the bottom is. I have some windows. Yeah, winders. Panoramic open concept is what they call it, right? Yeah! Look at this. Look at this fancy place we've made. Uh I need more of a roof here. There we go. What was just splashing? Didn't I make Wolfie sit? Yeah, I did. I hope stuff doesn't spawn up here. Yeah, you just sit right there. Well, I don't even need to close this off. But I will. Because <laughs> I'm paranoid. Neat! I think this is the first time we've ever done this. We're a bunch of float boys. Look at us go. Ah, <laughs> oh, I am easily amused. Oh boy. But anyway, thank you everybody for watching and for all these questions. Still got a bunch more, but if you want to... And I would very much appreciate even more questions and donations to Direct Relief. If you go to farlandsorbust.com, you can learn all about that. You can see where we currently are with our uh, charity goal, uh, as well as learn about Farlands or Busts and the charity. That would be much appreciated. Uh, let's make another boat. Oh, man. 
We got all this wool and then we keep running out of wood. Neat. Look. A Far Lands or Bust first. A floating end of the episode standard edition Heidi Heidi Hole. It needs like another name. It's also a sidey hole. Sidey holes are a thing. This is a this is a double sidey floaty hole. What? No. <laughs> floaty Heidi hole. You'll yeah, let me know what you think. Let me know what you think a good name for this thing would be. And uh, I'll be sure to uh, forget your suggestions by the next time I record an episode. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for watching. My name is Kurt. I will see you next time. Uh, hold it in. <laughs> ah.